You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning winning drive. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Glenn and Rita show on 105.7 The Fan. Here with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports, as well as the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. Cordell, uh, we're officially in the offseason. The Chiefs are now Super Bowl champions and um, great Super Bowl, by the way. That was a fantastic game to watch I know people were upset about how it ended but hey sometimes that's how it goes can't be grabbing people in big moments (laughs) so that's just kind of where it is but I think now we are officially officially the whole league is now in the off season so one of the things that we have to worry about is free agency and um who is going to stay who is going to go and one of the, fir- the the first things of order, right, outside of the Lamar Jackson situation, I think we can, we can stay away from that for at least an episode. <laughs> uh, but, but there's still some unresolved quarterback issues outside of Lamar. And one of those is the backup quarterback situation. Um, Tyler Huntley, who we know went to the Pro Bowl and actually played well in the Pro Bowl. I don't know if that means anything to you or to anybody else, but... You know, he played in the Pro Bowl, did well in the Pro Bowl. Um, he is a restricted free agent for 2023, um, which means other teams can tender him and, and, and give, you know, him a, a deal. He can accept. The Ravens cannot match it. He can go on and, get, and the Ravens get compensated. So you have to wonder what that means for your backup quarterback situation. Jeff Zriebeck from The Athletic, uh, Ravens reporter, mentioned that Baker Mayfield could potentially be a guy that the Ravens look into. Um, Baker Mayfield is a guy that allegedly the Ravens really liked coming out of the draft in 2018. We know that he has somewhat of a relationship with Lamar Jackson. I don't know if that if it's like a, a more uh, than an acquaintanceship as a friendship that people would like to think that it is. But at the very least, they're cordial to each other. Um, And so they believe that he would be a viable backup option for the Ravens, which is very funny when you think about this, Cordell, because you're telling me that the number one overall pick in the 2018 draft could potentially back up the 32 overall pick Mm. in the 2018 draft. But when it comes to backup quarterback situation, do you like this potential situation? Do you think that having Baker is ideal for the Ravens? Do you try to develop 
background who does have some tools, but he also needs some work. And I think that that's obvious as well. Because as of right now, we have no idea how the Tyler Huntley situation will unfold. Yeah, uh, you know, it's tough. Like we've been saying for a while now, Lamar isn't the only question marks they have at the quarterback position going into the offseason. They have to figure out what they plan to do with Tyler Huntley. Um, they have to figure out how much do they like Anthony Brown? Uh, is it enough to continue to keep him around for the foreseeable future and maybe transition him into that backup spot? Or do you need to look uh, outside and, and you, you, outside the organization and maybe bring somebody else in? Um, I, they definitely have big question marks uh, to, to answer right now, and this is one of them. If you can get Baker Mayfield and bring him in, um, as a backup, I mean, he'd be one of the better backups, I would imagine, uh, in the NFL. Um, Tyler Huntley has been really serviceable as a backup. Uh, he's been a benefit as well of being on a rookie contract this entire time so that you've had two young quarterbacks on your roster that you really haven't had to pay until now. Um, Baker would somewhat fit what the Ravens do, but what do the Ravens do? I mean, we don't we don't even know who the offensive coordinator is just yet. Like, we don't know what this team is going to look like, what they're uh, what they're going to look like schematically, right? Um, what upgrades they're going to make to this roster uh, right now. But it's hard for me to sit here and say um, I would rather have Tyler Huntley as my backup than Baker Mayfield or vice versa. I mean, Tyler Huntley's done a lot of good things um, when he's been called into, into action. He's been there at the most important times of the year, the last two seasons for the Ravens. Um, and while he did, I think, regress this season a little bit, I think he finished strong. I think his shoulder was a little bit more of a problem than we thought it was initially. Um, and Baker Mayfield is a guy who himself isn't, you know, who has had injury issues of his own in the past. Now, you get into such a weird dynamic when you have a guy who has had who has been a starter in the league be the backup now all of a sudden because I I don't think it'll be a situation where Lamar, if Lamar is still on his roster, is like looking over his shoulder. I, I don't think he's threatened by Baker Mayfield by nor should nor should he be right. right. Uh, but you you just um, I don't know, man. It, it's just so weird. Everybody falls in love with those backup quarterbacks after a while, and it's like yep. you know, one, all it takes is that one bad out and that one bad stretch, and people just bring up their own question marks, and it'll be as if we had never seen Baker Mayfield play before, and now everybody wants him in the game. I, I don't know. I mean, that's ultimately up to Lamar and his play and, you know, what what he ends up allowing. But um, I don't think it'll hurt if you could get Baker for the right number. Uh, it doesn't necessarily wow me at all. This, we're talking about a backup quarterback spot. Um, but, sure, you know, it, it, it'd be nice to have it's another name on the roster. It's a guy that does have a starter experience. It's a guy that has won – uh, big games in this league and has had success at, at various points uh, in his career to this point. So, you know, I wouldn't hate it, um, but I'm I am curious to see what they decide to do about Tyler Huntley and his future with the team as well. 
you brought up a valid point about, you know, having, you know, experience already. And I do think that that's something that the Ravens could utilize on this team because as much as I like Tyler Huntley, as much as I think that, you know, he does have some good qualities about the way that he plays, I do think that there's some limitations as well. And if you have a backup, a veteran backup that has experience, and Baker Mayfield does have playoff playoff experience. They did win a playoff game against the Steelers, uh, I believe, in 2020. And then they went to Kansas City and, and lost a close one. But ultimately, I think that that's important particularly if, you know, we're starting to believe that Lamar might be a little injury prone. And I'm not really sure I'm ready to tag him as that as of yet. However, I can't deny the fact or ignore the fact that for the last two seasons, he has not been available to this team. And so, you know, you, you while Baker, I mean, excuse me, while Tyler is a nice backup, and I think that we like Tyler because a lot of his – attributes are very similar to Lamar's and his strengths are similar. Um, I do think that you need somebody that has a little bit more experience in that regard. I don't think Baker Mayfield is going to make the same mistake that Tyler Huntley did in terms of trying to jump over linemen that was taller than him in a playoff game. I think, I think that you get somebody who's going to be smarter with the football in that regard. Um, and I think that that's important. So, uh, and also, we're we're having this conversation again, like I said, not even knowing if, you know, Huntley is even going to be on this roster. But I, I have to assume that there's going to be some suitors out there for him. I really like Anthony Brown. And you know that I have been, you know, clamoring for him because I feel like that there's some things about him from a passing perspective that I really like. Um, he doesn't move as well as Lamar or Tyler. But there's his arm. He does have a nice arm. Now, that would put us back into a situation of inexperience at quarterback. And I don't know if you can, t can t continue to do that. I don't know if you think that you're a playoff team. And if you think that Lamar may miss a couple of games, that you think you can really give it to an un another undrafted guy in Anthony Brown and maybe Baker is a better option due to the experience alone. But I also, I'm just bringing up the fact though, Cordell, that I really do think that Anthony Brown could be developed into a nice backup quarterback. So you do have the option, but I also understand why thinking Baker Mayfield could potentially be a good suit for the Ravens. Yeah. I mean, you know, right now if they had to pick between the two, you know, Baker is probably going to get the nod. But I agree. I mean, Anthony Brown definitely showed the, – the fact that he got better over the course of the year shows you, number one, he's coachable. Uh, it, it tells you that he does have a desire to want to be better, and he can uh, be better. So, you know, I, I'm not opposed to them keeping him around. I, I don't – I don't. I'm conflicted on Anthony Brown. A, we didn't get to see a lot of him. Um and B, it's it's kind of like he's I I don't know if I'm ready to say that I would rather I I wouldn't say that I'd rather him over Tyler Huntley or Baker for that matter. But I I wouldn't be opposed to keeping him on the team. I wouldn't be right. opposed to him being that third string. And you know if if you do have to go to your backup, whether it's Baker or Tyler Huntley, and they're struggling, then yeah, you know Anthony Brown is right there to kind of go in, but. Um, 
I don't know if they feel comfortable with him as their backup just yet, but I, I definitely wouldn't be opposed to giving him another look, if nothing else, keeping him on the roster and trying to continue to develop him because, you know, it's something, it is something there. Um, the, like I said, the fact that he got better over the course of the year is not something that I think we should ignore. Um, and we, we got to look at it too as well because, yeah, they Baker may be potentially – brought in as a backup court i mean this is just a rumor you know this is just jeff's idea right 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 um, so it, we don't have anything concrete to suggest that this is what they're thinking yet but just assuming that this is the route that they're choosing to go they're going to have to look at players like baker and jacoby Brissett and all of those guys because just as much as there are is uncertainty around tyler huntley it's uncertainty around lamar you know these guys may be actually brought in to be kind of that bridge quarterback uh, potentially. So um, I, 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 that's kind of why I thought it was a little more realistic for this to happen simply because I think they're looking for guys that sure they wouldn't mind being their backup, but also guys that have experience that if need be, they could go in and kind of be the starter uh, from week one. I agree with you. Um, and I agree with that. I, I'm not suggesting that Anthony Brown be the number two. Let me be clear on that. I, mean, I think you either got to go with Huntley or somebody else. And mm -hmm. I don't know who that somebody else is. I don't know if that's Baker. I don't know if it's, you know, like you said, a Jacoby Brissett, if he's willing to do that, because right. Brissett did start for the Browns, you know, in, in place of Deshaun Watson. But I, I definitely like him from a, from a development perspective to have. And if you feel as though if Lamar is uh, potentially going to be injured, you still you're still going to need a number two regardless. Um, and so while most teams are, are do two QBs, um, you might want to keep three in this type of situation. So yeah, I mean, look, free agency is going to be starting shortly. It will be interesting to see how all of this unfolds in terms of what Tyler's future is in terms of what Baker's future is and how that potentially is tied to Baltimore or not, um, and then ultimately Lamar's future. So I would think that we will start seeing some developments unfolding um, within the coming weeks. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Before we get to our next segment, make sure that you subscribe to the Winning Drive podcast so that every time there's a new episode, you will be the first to know. So Calais Campbell went on like a little media tour. And I think you and I both know Cordell. Calais loves to talk. Mm-hmm. He's a guy. He's a guy that loves to, you know, have the microphone in front of him. He's gonna give you some sound bites. Right. Okay, he's never gonna shy away from a microphone. That's just not who he is. And um, so, you know, one of the things that he said, he said a, a few things. You know, obviously he clamored for Lamar to come back to the Ravens, but he also said that um, he will be returning to the NFL. Uh, in 2023 obviously he is under contract currently with the Ravens Um, he signed a two-year deal last year to return this year however um, Calais's cap hit is 9.4 million dollars and it is to my understanding that he it can't be like restructured but it can either be he could either be extended or they'd probably have to cut him and then re-sign him. So first and foremost, um, do you even think that this is something that the Ravens should do? Because, you know, I asked Eric DaCosta about this um, and the presser and he kind of, him and Justin Houston, and he kind of said, oh, we had talks and I don't want to really talk about it. Well, Calais has come out and said, this is what I, I, I want to do. So I'm curious to know, like, when people say stuff like that, is it because one person feels one way and then the other person feels another way? Or is it that, you know, you're both on the same page? Because $9.4 million is, is a huge cap hit for the Ravens who really need every single penny that they have. Yeah. Uh, you know, it could be a multitude of different things. You, it definitely leads you to believe that is probably – you know that they're on two separate sides when they say something like that but also it could just really be you know he doesn't want to be the guy to 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 break that news you know if a guy's retiring you want to he probably wants to leave it up to that player to to put that out there instead of he doing it himself so I I can understand that for sure and you're right 9.4 million is a lot uh, for a guy that's going into year 16 a guy that's going to be 37 years old um that albeit did have his best season as a raven this past year but Calais is coming back Calais is trying to win a super bowl Calais understands the business and he understands that the ravens need money to be able to put together a super bowl caliber roster because the way that the roster is currently constructed is not a super bowl team um, so I, I do think that Calais is going to be, he's at the point in his career, I, you know, I'm not trying to act like money isn't, doesn't matter to him because it does, I'm sure. Um, but I, like I said, I, I think he understands the business and when you're at this, at this stage of your career and you're, you're ring hunting, you sacrifice the financial aspect to hopefully be a part of a dominant team. Um, so I, I think that's going to be the sale to, to Calais. And I would imagine, I mean, I'm just imagining that if Calais is coming back, he's, he wants to play in Baltimore. I, I don't, I don't think it's a situation where he, he wants to play somewhere else. Not to say that he wouldn't, but I, I, I think option a is still to be in Baltimore. And I think the Ravens want to have him. Um, 
you know, why why would they not? You know, uh, like I said, Calais had the the most productive year he's had as a Raven last year. You look along that defensive front, it's a lot of youth there. Um, you could use Calais, Calais Campbell right there uh, in the middle of that defensive front. And, you know, him coming back, it, it's got to help give the guys just that that extra motivation um, to, to go out there and get it done when you see a guy back-to-back years now fight off retirement because he wants to win a ring and he wants to win it uh, on your team. Um, you, you understand that, okay, we, we, we must really have a shot because why else would Calais Campbell return, you know, if he, if he didn't think that we could actually make this happen. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy that he's back. Um, I'm not necessarily surprised that he's back. You know, he locker clean out day. It was tough for him. Um, he didn't want to go out on that note. He, he really didn't want the season to end. He just like a lot of guys on this roster, uh, were in shock that they were even going home as early as they were. A lot of those guys really felt like they should have won that Bengals game, and maybe they should have, um, but ultimately they didn't. And I, I just think that that's just a taste that you just don't want to have linger um, for the rest of your life at this point. If you're going to call it quits in your career, that's going to be the last game that you remember. And I, I just really don't think that's the way Calais wanted to go out. So, um, good for him. Hopefully, uh, and, may, and you know, what does this mean for Lamar Jackson? Maybe it doesn't mean much, but I would say in the grand scheme of things, I think that this is, you could probably take Calais coming back as more of a positive in terms of Lamar's situation than a negative. You know what I'm saying? I don't know that Calais may have necessarily asked what's Lamar's plan for coming right. Uh, but you would have to imagine if he, if Calais is returning to this team, he's returning with the idea that Lamar Jackson is going to quarterback this team. Because if the Ravens are hitting the reset button at the quarterback position, I would imagine that they're not going to have as high of Super Bowl hopes as they would with Lamar on the roster. Yeah, and and if you look, if you're a, a betting person and you care about these types of things, FanDuel um, Sportsbook had already come out with their projections, and the Ravens are listed fourth in the AFC um, behind the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Bengals in terms of Super Bowl odds. So that you know that obviously that's based on if Lamar is going to be here. So. You have to, if FanDuel sees the Ravens as a real threat in the AFC to contend for a Super Bowl title, I'd have to think that Calais thinks the same thing that this team is good enough. We, at the very least, know, Cordell, you and I, that this defense is absolutely good enough to contend. Right. Now, the offense has a lot of question marks, but I would like to think that they'll find a way to have Lamar here in 2023. I'm not convinced that they won't allow Lamar to play on the tag in, in 2023. I, that's a lot of cap, of course. Um, but I would not be surprised if that happens. And so if you do do that, and then like you, like we heard Eric DaCosta say, well, you got to get creative and, and find some cap space to bring in a, a wide receiver, then I, I think that they can make this go, you know, um, but I think that the nucleus of this defense is really good. And Calais probably feels that. And if you think that Lamar is coming back, you feel like you have a real solid chance. 
adding that, you know, there's an offensive coordinator that knows how to have some situational play calling, that knows how to have some great schemes for this team, regardless of the talent that they have on offense. So I understand the logic of that. Um, I, I definitely think that they have to find a way to, to do it. It appears that if, you know, Obviously, if they extend them, they can put more money on the back end. But if he retires, then that money you won't even matter at that point because you know he'll be, you know, you can figure out a way to 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 re, to deal with that in his retirement. But you do have to figure out a way to get rid of this nine point four million hit because you need to get some other guys going on. And I'm sure Calais knows that and will work with the team in doing that. Um, so I am a huge, you know, um, proponent of Calais you know I speak highly of him on this podcast he is the anchor of that run defense he does so many things well and like you said he really didn't look like he missed the beat at all last year I would love to see him come back as a Raven um, but I would also love to see them really try to help Calais in his quest of getting a Super Bowl ring moving forward that'd be great (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah we'll see how this goes I, I have to assume that the Ravens will find a way to, to make this this contract work for him to return um, but um, I, I'm confident that they will and, and hopefully he can get what it is that he's looking for and Vegas appears to like the Ravens fairly enough you know in the AFC because fourth is pretty good I mean, hey, I mean, that means somebody thinks very highly of you well I would imagine um, that's behind you know like you said, the Chiefs, Bengals, Bills. That's um, it, yes. You, you know, it's just, yeah, I mean, that that's definitely going to be pertinent to Lamar being on the roster because that's the, I mean, I don't see them being able to beat those types of teams without somebody special at the quarterback position. Um, we, we watched the Chiefs Sunday night win another Super Bowl and, you think about what it's going to, I mean, it doesn't look like they're going and going anywhere anytime soon. Right. Uh, you know, five AFC championship appearances in five years, two Super Bowls in that span after losing Tyreek Hill just this past off season. So, you know, I, if I just wonder how that makes how that's making the Ravens look at this Lamar situation, because like I said, I, if you're going to combat those guys, You've got to have your own special weapon of your own. And Lamar has shown he can go toe-to-toe with those dudes. And as good as his defense is right now, it really doesn't matter uh, when you go up against a team like that. You you just you have to have somebody that can have those same type of uh, special plays that Mahomes will do. you got to have somebody that can offset it. And Lamar right now has been that guy. Absolutely. So um, I completely agree with you. I think that Calais would like to think that Lamar will be back. Hence, you know, why he would want to come back and play here. Um, so, you know, I, I'd like to think that the Ravens will get this done, figure out a way to to make his deal friendly for their cap purposes so they can try to find other ways to improve, uh, particularly on offense this offseason. Before we get into our final segment, have you subscribed to the Wedding Drive podcast? If not, what are you waiting for? Hit the subscribe button so that every time there's a new episode, you can get all of your Ravens news from Cordell and me. So let's stick with the Calais Campbell narrative, Cordell. We've been doing a series here where we've been talking about our uh, different groups um, on both offense and defense, and we completed our offense part. 
But let's start with the defense. And since we talked about Calais, let's start with the defensive line. Um, th this is a, a, a very talented group as far as I'm concerned. And Calais coming back really solidifies the, the talent that they have in this group. There's guys that we have seen really, you know, um, blossom and progress in 2022. Guys like Metabike, um, we saw, you know, Broderick Washington be able to get, you know, a, more of a rhythm as well. Um, we also, we've also had, you know, rookie impact on the line. Um, we've also had injury because Michael Pierce um, went out fairly early. And that's, that'll be an interesting thing to follow in terms of if he'll return in 2023 or if the Ravens just say, you know, they'll cut him and move along because you have, you know, other guys that you think can stand out. And then, of course, you have Calais Campbell. Um, so this is a group that was that to me is, is talented and they have the potential to be more talented in 2023. When you look at this defensive uh, line group, what do you see from them that makes you feel comfortable in terms of who they have from a personnel perspective moving forward? Um, for sure, you know, gives you that, it gives you the known, right? It gives you somebody that you know what you're going to get uh, each and every game. Calais is going into year 16. I mean, you've already had to kind of shave off some of his snaps. Um, they're going to have to do that even more next year. But, you know, a lot of the young guys that are on that defensive front will have another year under their belt, and you're hoping Matt Abike takes another step forward. You're hoping Broderick Washington builds on the type of year that he just had because I I, I thought he, he had the biggest jump out of all those guys along mm -hmm. the defensive front. Um, you hope Travis Jones turns more into the player that he was drafted to be. Um, yeah, you know, and you, you got some guys on, on, on the edge as well in the Jabo and the Dafeowe and Tyus Bowser. You know, you hope that those guys will be able to uh continue to progress as well. And who knows what the future holds for Justin Houston? Um, I don't know if they're going to go that route and try to bring in the veteran pass rusher again or if they're going to let these young guys go. Um, we'll have to see, but it is, it's still some uncertainty amongst the defensive line. Not that we don't think that they'll be good. I think that they will. I just, there, there's just a lot of youth there and there's a lot of guys that have not necessarily played to their full potential to this point. Um, Matt Abike definitely was better this season for sure. One of probably his strongest season of his career. Um, mm -hmm. but I, I think everybody still wants more uh, from Matt Abike. Um, can can he take that next step? Um, Adafi Owe, we thought he was going to have a monster second year, and it turned out to be everything but that. So it's it's just so many question marks among this defensive line, but um, the defense is so good as a unit, it gives you optimism that this D-line will be able to build on what they did this year. They were really good. They were really good for the most part. Very good against the run. Um, they got a lot of production across the board in terms of the sack totals this year. Um, but I think individually you'd like to see more from a lot of these guys. Uh, and 
I don't I don't know if we'll be able to see it. We'll have to see how you know what happens throughout the course of the year. But I, overall, I would say I feel good about the defensive front. I just there are still question marks for me. Yeah, for sure. And look, Brent Urban is a guy that I thought to play well in situations. He's he's such a tall dude, and he, so it's easy for him to deflect passes. Um, that was something that we we hadn't seen from him like more so the first time around because we know that he had left. And then he came back in free agency. Um, but I thought that he improved. Um, we don't know. I, I felt like Michael Pierce was playing at a high level prior to his injury. But that was so – it feels like a lifetime ago. So it's hard for me to really say what I think the impact is going to be on that because we don't even know if he's going to be returning. If I I mean, if I, if I had to give you what I thought was going to happen in terms of his contract, I, I'd like to think that it's 50-50. And, and he might be back. He might not be back. Um, and so it was a three-year, you know, $16 million. But he has an out. The Ravens do have an out in 2023. Now, here's the thing. The cap hit is going to be $5.9 million. So do you find a way to try to work that out, or do you just cut your losses with that? Um, that's, a, that's something that you have to worry about. $3.8 million dead cap by the way, if they decided to cut him um, this off season. But you, I do, I agree with you. There, there's guys that, you know, I'm excited to see develop and, and, and see where they go further. Um, I'm a big, I, we liked Travis Jones in preseason. I think that Travis Jones probably um, needs more snaps for us to really have an understanding of how good of a player he is, but you like everything about him. You love the tools that Travis Jones has. When you look at, what he's what he is made of when you look at his scouting you can see all the good things about him and i think that that's something that they could consider if they move on from michael pierce travis jones stepping up and doing what they can um and again we saw broderick washington we saw metabike those guys played extremely well calais obviously makes this team this unit so much better um but ultimately it's going to boil down to what the Ravens are planning to do from an investment standpoint, because there are some question marks there in terms of who are you bringing back. And you also mentioned, you know, Justin Houston on the outside. I, I have to tell you, I don't think he comes back. I think that they move on from him just because I think that they believe that they got to get some young guys going. Yeah, I agree. You know, they got to see what they have in, in, in the young boys. Um, and I, I think that they kind of want to take away that safety net from these guys to try to get the most out of them. You know, yep. um, it probably helped Adafi Owe a little bit knowing that Justin Houston is racking up the sacks this year. So he, you know, his production isn't necessarily hurting the team because they're still getting that production elsewhere. Um, but, you know, you want to see what these guys can do when their backs are against the wall. And David Ajabo now coming into a healthy year this year, you you would expect that he's going to get a lot more run and be leaned on a lot more than he was his rookie year. So, yeah, I'm not opposed to, you know, not bringing Justin Houston back and not because of him or his play, uh, but more so just because you want to see what you have. Um, right. They've invested, they've invested a lot of draft capital into these young guys. And I do think that, you know, they have to see if they're going to be able to have these guys become the players that they thought they would uh, when they drafted them. Um, this is a big year for OA going into year yeah. three. 
um, hasn't really been able to. I mean, I, I thought he was better his rookie year than a lot of people gave him credit for. Inconsistent for sure, but definitely at least made some game changing plays, some winning plays um, against the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. we remember, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, um, but you just didn't see that in year two. Um, you, you saw it a little bit at the back on the back end of the in year. The end. Yeah. Um, but you, you just didn't really see it throughout the course of the season as much as you really wanted to. So I, I really think this year is going to be pivotal for him um, to, to show that he can be one of the, the past rushers on this team that they lean on. But I don't think they're going to miss a beat in the run game. In the middle, I think they're going to be stout because, yeah. you know, the linebackers obviously are right there and, you know, Calais in the middle, Matabike in the middle, Broderick there. I, I just, I just don't see a scenario where the middle of this defense of this defense is going to be a problem for them. They're they're incredibly stout there. I think the biggest question marks are going to be on the edge. Yeah, I agree. And and the, the question marks come from who's returning. You know, in terms of uh, uh, personnel, who's going to step up if said personnel doesn't return? I think those are the bigger question marks that we have going on. Oh, and then the unproven um, factor as well in terms of like a job. even though we, from the early tests that we saw, he looked really good to me um, in, in early action uh, at the end of the year. So you, you have to feel confident that in 2023, you know, um, bearing no injury in the off season, he's set to have a, a really good year because as you and I both know, and everyone else, um, he was basically a top 15 pick prior to his injury um, at his pro day. So that's a guy I know we'll be looking out for. And hopefully that 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 forces a way to step his game up. Sometimes you need somebody that's that's your competition in a friendly type of way, not a bad way, a friendly way. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you need a guy to, to kind of push you to go harder because you see them going harder. And maybe that's they, they can have a friendly competition in that regard. Totally agree. You know, iron sharpens iron. Um, and these guys do have a relationship with each yep. other. So they'll be able to push each other, you know, uh, in ways that maybe Justin Houston couldn't. Justin Houston definitely had his way. Oway respects the heck out of Justin Houston. He talks about him all the time. That's, you know, that's been his mentor since he arrived in Baltimore. So uh, I, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, Justin Houston was able to push him as well. But it's different when it's your boy that you grew up with, that you played with. In the past, you know, he they want to see each other succeed. And I, I do think uh, from their play uh, and just motivating each other's on, on the sideline, I, I do think maybe they'll be able to help push each other uh, to that next level. Absolutely. So I look forward to what this group can do in 2023. I look forward to seeing some of the young guys really step up and make some big plays um, and, and continue to be one of the more stout parts of this defense that we've seen. So we want to thank you all for checking out the podcast. We'll be back on Friday to give you another defensive group. We haven't picked out which one yet, but we'll figure it out when we get there. Uh, I mean, either way, we can't go wrong, right? This defense has really, I, I feel confident in saying that we have a lot of good things to say about every phase of this defense because of the way that they ended the season and, and how uh, how well they played. So um, we will talk more about that on the next episode. And um, enjoy your hump day. So from Cordell to me, this is Winnie Drive.